This is a HeadGum Original. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. I'm dealing with the future of the planet. The necessary shock to the system. I am human evolutionary change. Bulletproof. Superhuman. Who the hell are you? Bad guy. The mission has been compromised. We need help. Our target's name is Brixton. He's a ghost. We're going to need the best trackers in the business. Luke Hobbs. I'm what you call an ice-cold can of whoop-ass. Career lawman. Always gets his guy. We're going to need to operate outside the system. Deckard Shaw. I'm what you might call a champagne problem. Rogue former MI6 agent. Doesn't play well with others. If we stand a chance against Brixton, you guys have to work together. No way. This guy's a real ass. This job requires stealth. Look at you. I'm trying to save the world, which, for the record, will be my fourth time. Because I'm really good at it. You have no idea what we're dealing with. Hobbs and Shaw. You want a war? You've got one. Three shocks will kill a man. There we go. It's a bad guy's speech. You had to open your big mouth, didn't you, huh? Yeah, I thought it was a cool thing to say in the moment. Okay, so Gabrus is here because Lapkus is uh, dealing with um, an issue. Um, <laughs> I guess I shouldn't call it an issue. Call it's them a project. An issue. It's a it's side a project. project. You know, she's working on it. She'll have it for 18 years. Um, so, okay. Gabrus, he's seen the movie. Yeah, maybe she'll she'll give her away earlier. Uh, that's, what it's, that's what it is. You give, you give them away. Okay, he's... <laughs> Gabriel has seen the movies. I've seen some. This is the ninth episode of the fourth season. We're working our way through the Fast and the Furious franchise. 
Um, it's 10 episodes. We're at nine. We're doing Hobbs and Shaw today. Boom. Hobbs and Shaw <laughs> came out in 2019, but yet it feels so fucking dated. So <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw is available for a fee on Amazon, Apple TV, Google Play, and Voodoo. There's going to be spoilers. Come on. So if you don't want spoilers, you got to watch the movie. Gabrus, real quick. What did you think about the movie? Uh, I was let down by it when I saw it in theaters, and I was let down by it even more this time around, having to rewatch uh-huh. it. I was like, maybe there's something enjoyable <laughs> about it, and I found that there wasn't. By the way, Nicole, you are frozen in such a Jedi way on the Zoom. It's so funny. <laughs> I do look like a, I thought I look like a little Ewok. Yeah. Yes, you do have. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> jump, jump. I'm a Ewok. I'm. How did you I, feel about Hobbs and Shaw? This is one of the few that you originally saw. Yes, when I we saw it in theaters. It. I fucking loved it when I saw it in theaters. But then I got to experience uh, the the franchise from four, five, six, seven, and I was like, these are infinitely better than Hobbs and Shaw. And then Hobbs and Shaw had just like. Like Kevin Hart's in it, Ryan Reynolds for whatever reasons in it. All and I was the like, like kind of like, oh, these guys are in too many movies, like The yeah. Rock included. Like it's just too many people that are in too many things. Yes. And you're just like, ugh, I'm tired of all these people. And yeah. they're all just doing like the uh, Apatow stand-in riff, you know, where I'm like, <laughs> I don't need this. I want to see action. I will say this, w- when I saw this in the theaters, I unpacked this with my friend Griffin on High and Mighty and- this reason this movie doesn't feel that strong is because it doesn't have family in it. There it is doesn't no Vin have there's... fucking family. You are right. And then the car chases, they save it towards the end. It's the absolute end of the movie. And I was like, no, I want my Fast and Furious. If Fast and Furious is presenting a movie, I want my car chase up front. I want a car <laughs> chase in the middle. That's how I want my act breaks. I want a car chase to punctuate the acts. Anyway, we, we got to introduce our guest. Ooh, baby, Michael Kane. Wait, do you go by Michael Cruz Kane now? I do nowadays. That cruise is is part, and now it's not. It's part of it. I'm sorry, I well, stumbled. Well, no, that's okay. Eventually, he was his his profile is growing to the point where he has to differentiate between the legendary British mm. uh, star of stage and screen. Michael yeah, Kane. you're not Michael Kane. You're yeah, Michael, Michael Cruz Kane. Exactly. You guys get it. Applying that accent to Michael Cruz Kane. You're not Michael Kane. You're Michael Cruz Kane. Like that's how you talk. It's really well, I'm gonna give you credits. You're right. You're a comedian. You currently write for The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. You also host the, the upcoming HeadGum podcast, A Good Cry, which premieres on September 30th. Welcome, uh, Michael Cruz Kane. Can't wait to get... I'm out of my mind today. <laughs> I'd like to introduce... The whole introduce- show is just you talking in insane voices. <laughs> I'm here for it. If we're doing morning zoo crew episode of newcomers, I'm here for it. <laughs> Michael Cruz Kane, welcome to both the Headgum family and the Fast the f- family. Yep. Uh-huh. Wow. Mi familia. Mi familia in Brazil. Brazil. I just woke my wife up. She's still asleep and I'm screaming Brazil in the other room. I have never seen any Fast and Furious movie, by the way. So. Oh, wow. Oh, that's when, awesome. I, when you talk about when you say that when there's no family, that's like a term used because there is family in the movie I Hobbs mean, and Shaw. 
in right. the there literal a... last movie, <laughs> the bad guy at one point is like, what's important to you, Vin? He's like, family. <laughs> She's like, stop <laughs> saying family. <laughs> and it was really funny. <laughs> yeah, um, Charlize so yeah. Theron's like, stop saying stop, family. Stop, okay, you, said family you have to answer much. this question with a word different than fam. All right, so, uh, Mike, <laughs> you point out something. There is family in this. They, Jason Statham and uh, Vanessa Kirby mm-hmm. are brother and sister. Yes. But in flashbacks, they're three years apart. In the current yes. time, there are twenty-one year uh-huh. age difference. Or you something are like that. absolutely right. <laughs> How when they're like, "Oh, a little bit, yo, Mick Jagger," <laughs> and they cut back, and it's like, "Aren't you twenty-nine years older than her?" <laughs> yeah. Also, whoever her makeup artist was didn't like her because they never gave her chapstick. Like her lips are chapped for half the movie, and I was like. I know she's not in like full makeup, but like we could moisturize her fucking lips. She's yeah. absolutely beautiful. I'm I'm in love with her. She I loved her in Mission Impossible. I didn't really know her as an actor outside of Mission mm-hmm. Impossible. And then I was so stoked for her to be in this. But the second she the rock tries to sell some chemistry with her, I'm like, Ooh. get me out of this movie. <laughs> I never wanted to f- I felt like the way when a sex scene happens when you're watching TV <laughs> with your family. Yes. You know what I mean? The second thing yes. I was like, no, 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 Fast forward, fast it forward. It is gross. Like when she <laughs> straddles him towards the end, I was like, yuck. And then He's, she kind of smiles, and I was like, that was so forced. You didn't want to smile. You hated that too. We all yeah, hated it. Yeah, it seems like both of them were like, this, we are, we are repulsed by each other. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it's because they're both gorgeous. Uh, humans, but neither of them really exude sexual energy. Mm-hmm. Statham, I think, does exude some sexual I energy. Think so. At least I'm picking up on some vibes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> also, did you notice at the end of the movie, Jason Statham was talking out of the side of his mouth? Do you he, think his jaw got broken by eating? I don't know. <laughs> but I guess he was like, oh, I'm driving. They need to hear me. So instead of turning my head because I'm driving, I'm going to move my mouth. It was a very <laughs> weird choice. I think he was doing choice. it for audio. <laughs> I, that's what I feel like, maybe. The He's boom, like, I don't like, want to like, do Jason, all. Jason, please, you owe me big time, brother. <laughs> Oi, bruv, please turn towards the boom mic, would you love? <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were talking about at the end of the movie proper or in one of the 58 credit scenes. Oh. Like, the, the audacity to do another scene in these credits. The courage that it took. <laughs> Let's get, let's get these guys back riffing. They don't have to be there on the same day. We'll just shoot him in the diner saying, he's Ryan Reynolds. We got him for four hours. We'll make mm-hmm. an entire- We got him for four hours. We'll make That's a truly runner what it th- seemed like. Yep. Four hours, two locations. I thought Ryan Reynolds was great in this movie. I thought he was great. Did you? I, did, but I haven't I seen like the movies. First I don't know who that character is. No, I don't know who that character is either. Oh, that's not a character from no, the other movie? No, he, he appears out of nowhere. <laughs> Kevin Hart appears out of nowhere. Rob Delaney appears out of nowhere. And you're like, oh, I guess. The fact that Ryan Reynolds is not a character from no. any of the other movies is insane to me. No. I was positive that was, a, I was positive he was from No, the but they definitely set it up for him to come back universe. in Hobbs and Shaw too. No, that's crazy. I think the craziest thing set up in this movie, which might not even uh, register be important at all for Michael, is that uh, the bad guy seems to be like the voice. They seem to be attaching that to something larger in the Uh fast franchise. Uh But I also (gasps) feel like they might be avoiding it completely. Like they might have been like, what were we thinking? And trying. So I'm curious if they try to drop that. But they tease something to the effect of like. 
Hobbs and Shaw, like uh, like that bad guy's voice, yeah, uh, knows more and is going to do something. Well, big. because that bad guy's voice was like, "We've met before, Hobbs, and when we meet again, ooh, baby, it's going to be delicious." I- and then. I mean, do you think they're gonna like tie it back to the Fast and the Furious? Like maybe this person is the one who works for Cipher, or Cipher works for them. <laughs> Not to put Michael on the spot, but just can you just guess an actor whose voice that was? Even though it's modulated, even though you don't know any of the other movies, I'm just so curious. we all, So you two have already seen subsequent movies in which we ide- that actor is identified. No, that I actor oh, never know. identified yet. Even nine has come out since this, and it's not re- uh, explained at all. And I don't know if ten <laughs> is. Gonna oh, explain. they don't explain this in nine. This doesn't get connected back yet so that's oh, what I'm saying the whole movie has the vibe of we'll just write this and like some, some yes, later on yes, we'll, we'll do something yeah. so it'll be yeah. somebody uh, I want you to establish now your guess just not knowing just pick a, an actor of stature that might be in this movie Ooh. you know who I think it uh, okay I guess if I had to pick an actor that I could see it being like Steve Buscemi. Yes! Okay, that's canon. That is canon in Newcomers. Steve Buscemi is the voice of the... <laughs> Wait, who is the voice? We don't know. I don't think they would credit it. They didn't it might... credit it? My guess is that it's Mr. Nobody. It's Kurt Russell's character, and he's flipping to bad eventually. Oh, no. You think? Mm. I don't know. It's the only other character who sort of lives at that Never tier. Never heard of that person. Exactly. Don't know what that is. That's, but that's yeah. what I'm saying is that Steve Buscemi is as good of a guess as I've seen these movies dozens of times uh-huh. each, and your guess has as much weight as mine. That's what I, that was There's my whole so, thesis. There are just so many things in the movie that it feels like they were like, okay, oh, we shoot, we're shooting that scene today. Like, there's there's Wait, so many was, things happening. What was the name of the thing? The bad What's thing? Who knows? Yeah. It's so arbor. It's like, it's not the God's eye. It's not the... Those are the ones. It's got to be in the notes they gave us, but I yeah. I, oh, what's wait, the name me... of, the, of what? Snowflake. It's Snowflake. Snowflake. It's called Snowflake. Yeah. Oh, the, that... su- the super virus. Oh yeah. my god. No, I wanted the name Snowflake. of the bad guy. Oh, uh, I don't think they give the name of the bad uh, uh, the bad guy. It's like Etienne or whatever is the name of the company. Oh. I mean, how confusing. I think they just call it the director or whatever. Right. Oh yes, yeah, oh, maybe that, yeah, yeah. You're right. The I was dire- trying to look on IMDb because I was like, <laughs> I don't think we have it on the character sheet. Yeah, I guess uh, we're never gonna know who the fuck the voice is. Yeah. Oh, the a- 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 I could voice. also see Ethios? it being a thing just just based on like again the care that seemed to be put into this movie. I could see it being a thing that never comes back. They Who's the care it, that was put just, into this movie? Never Dude, you're calling like the the modulation of it all is like we'll just ret- we'll retcon this to be whoever the fuck yeah, we it want. Could be anybody. It, in the lineage of in the narrative of the other movies, people have been retconned alive and dead, and like change, like <laughs> backstories have changed, uh-huh. like all just whatever serves the greater. And I'm okay with it because it serves the greater art piece that is the Fast Saga. <laughs> uh, so it it does make sense for this movie to be like, yeah, we'll just modulate the voice and we can make it whoever we need it to be. Like in episode ten, we in in the tenth movie, we could just be like, and of course I was the director's <laughs> voice as well. And it's Absolutely. Like, oh, you're huge, and and it gives you like that. M- MCU level boner of like that's from the guy from the other movie. <laughs> yeah, I can also see it being like Angela Bassett. I think they go all the way. To like, <laughs> yeah, honestly, I want that. that. 
That's what I want now. I want Angela Bassett to be part of the Fast and the Furious franchise, and I want her to have a fight with uh, Helen Mirren. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think that sounds good. So hot. I I was just about to say, uh, I think you're pitching stuff that I was dreaming about in the last (laughs) (laughs) And I don't think you want to know how these dreams end. (laughs) (laughs) They end a little wet. Uh, Okay. They start a little wet. Pew, pew, pew. Uh, and okay. we're back with the zoo crew talking newcomers fast yeah. and furious and let's hit up the Toretto Gazetto so Vin Diesel hints at a title for the Fast and Furious 10 adding to the franchise's unconventional names at a Formula 1 race in Italy Diesel teased the title for the next installment on Instagram it's, <laughs> it's a Diesel Teasel it's a Diesel Diesel, and it's rumored to just be FX. That is a network, Vin Diesel. You cannot call your movie FX. <laughs> uh, Vin Diesel can do whatever the fuck he wants. I guess dude. he can. Nothing is off the table. <laughs> the clip shows Diesel in a Fast and Furious tank top with the Toretto and O'Connor names on it under the word brotherhood. Dude, he's getting movie. special merch made for a fake garage from inside the movie that he, he's created. I love it so much. I don't know so who much. is Toretto and what is O'Connor. Those names mean nothing. Okay, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel is uh, Dom Toretto. And, and then oh Walker. Paul Walker, Walker is, is uh, slash was uh, Brian O'Connor. Brian O'Connor, yeah. So do they just make somebody else the Paul Walker role? Or is he they in the tried. Fast and Furious universe, he has also died? No, he no. is still. This is a highlight. <laughs> He's, He's alive. alive. But they've never shown him. They're like, but they yeah. reference him. They're like, no, we told like in the in the eighth movie, they go, no, we said that we'd let Brian and Mia have their time apart mm-hmm. from the crew. And then in nine, they refer. I'm not going to spoil it for Nicole because I want her to enjoy it. But they reference that he's still living his life. How like, wild. They, they didn't kill him off camera. They he just exists. The, and off they camera. killed people who that are still living incredible. off in the movies. Yeah. And they brought people back to life who are still <laughs> who were dead. Yeah. Yes. Oh. M- yes. Multiple times. Multiple times. Letty, who's Vin Diesel's wife, she <laughs> dies, but Vin or uh, Dom imagines it in his brain, so it's not like concrete. And then she comes back in the next movie, or they spend a movie oh without her, and then she comes God. back with Amnesia. No, yeah, no, she's who? dead for two full movies. She comes back for the big <laughs> successful one. Somehow. Who plays? Who plays? Who plays the one? Michelle, Michelle Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Uh, so okay, that so, checks out. That yeah, so you're not sense. complaining about having more Michelle Rodriguez in your movies. But I can like, see Michelle Rodriguez being fast and being furious. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Oh. She's both, baby. Um, but to finish the Toretto Gazetto, he captioned the video, the race, big things coming, hashtag FX. <laughs> <laughs> the film is scheduled to release in theaters on April 7th, 2023. Wow, we got to wait. No, that's so far that's off. so far away. It'll how, be directed how, by Justin Lin. Okay, he's returning to the franchise. That's good news. Um, Tyrese, Michelle Rodriguez, and Ludacris are going to come back. I kind of want uh, Wonder Woman to come back. Oh, and I Gal want Han to come yeah. back. Okay. She's in this too? She was in Everybody's a couple. Everybody's in this. She, she, dies in, <laughs> she dies in six. We are the only three people in the world who have not been in the franchise. But we don't know if she dies because we don't actually see her die. She, oh, she wow. literally died. 
she literally dies in a way like that, <laughs> like we've discussed, where it's open for interpretation. Like, yeah, I rolled away from the crash at the runaway, and then I was wait till you see they retcon Han's death again, buyer. So you're gonna be really excited after you watch nine when <laughs> oh, they I go. Can't wait. They adjust what actually happened one last time and finally have the story right. You'll see. <laughs> what a dream! What a dream! So, Michael, to catch you up, Han is he's introducing the third movie, Fast and the Furious. Tokyo Drift, the least successful movie of the franchise, but one of the most beloved characters comes out of that movie. And Wait, who is? But who's Han? What is that? Did you tell Han me? Han is like, for lack of a better term, he's the Asian guy in the crew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. fantastic. But yeah. very char- He's so charismatic, and he's There's an so actor named Sung Kang. He's the guy mm-hmm. from uh, uh, the tomorrow, whatever that uh, the tomorrow the mo- Justin Lin's first movie. Also, mm. was Sung-, Sung Kang's big first movie. He's so good. Part. But he dies in that movie. But then they like him so much, they bring him back for the next movie. And they just keep being like, you going to Tokyo yet? And he's like, not yet. And he does <laughs> that make, for four movies. They make five, six, and seven uh, chronologically actually take place before three. Uh-huh. So that they can have Han in them. Uh-huh. <laughs> so then Han is technically not dead because the movie's now take. And then they do moments like. I thought we were heading to Tokyo, the location in which he would eventually die. And he mm-hmm. goes, not yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like at the end of the movie, it's like, we got one more movie. Let's do it. Do you think it's like them sitting in a sitting in a room with like, you know, a bunch of yarn tying together all these things trying to build the story? Or is it just yeah. somebody being like, ah, fuck it? No, I truly, because they find, I think they just rewatched the movie before and then fill plot holes with new story. <laughs> yeah. They're like, how do we get from there? It's like, well, let's invent something in the next movie that Uh uh, retroactively explains that. (laughs) I mean, in this movie, they're like, so Snowflake was bad. This one's even worse. And I was like, okay. (laughs) So you're setting up for the next movie. They're going to have to get another virus. Uh, Uh, Here's some more fun scope for someone who hasn't watched any of the movies. In the first movie, they're stealing uh, DVD players <laughs> out of uh, a truck. Uh-huh. And in this movie, they're stopping a virus that nukes your insides. Uh-huh. <laughs> and The Rock says it no less than four times, we're saving the world. I, I was know. Like, it's so is annoying. Is this scripted or are you just saying the di- this, dude? The dialogue in the movie is incredible. Boy, it's oh incre- boy. Every Stilted. scene, you're like, wow. Before we talk about the dialogue, I'm going to need a break. <laughs> this HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because... It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little 
uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Ooh, do you want to make your mom smile? Start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brand she loves. And guess what? It's delivered with the same day with DoorDash. Get 50% off your next order of up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now on DoorDash. And the promo code is NEWCOMERS. Listen, moms are a gift. I know that best. So give her the best this Mother's Day. Select from hundreds of expertly crafted bouquets to the best of tech to self-care essentials delivered right to the door. Get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with the code NEWCOMERS. That's NEWCOMERS. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. Get a Mother's Day gift as unique as she is with DoorDash. Okay, now we're back from the break. Let's get into the dialogue a little bit here. Okay, but first, Hobbs and Shaw, written by Chris Morgan and Drew Pierce, directed by David Leach. Uh, it was released August 2nd, 2019. I cannot believe that it was released last or a year before the pandemic. Like, it seems such like such an old movie. <laughs> it is dated. It feels instantly it's so dated. It's, I mean, to me, what it felt like was uh, infinite action scenes like I couldn't I couldn't believe that another one was happening just as I was like I I, I was just an onslaught of action and I was like yeah. I just need I, I need a, a, you know, one second to just I could have used more I think it's see, the I'm not t- acclimated to Fast and the Furious maybe mm. Fast and the Furious is more action I'm used to like you know <laughs> two people talking for a minute and well, Dude, okay. Talking for a I minute. got ba- I got news for you. There is probably as much action in this movie as the other ones, but it's just not as good or as rich, and yeah. it is uh, too small. I believe it's too focused on two people rather than like all the big plot missions mm-hmm. that the other movies are involved in. But at the same, t- like I would also counter argue. Um, I think, Michael, if you had more of uh, Jason Statham and The Rock talking, you'd mm. like this movie even less. I think <laughs> you're like, that's like, it's like a catch 22. It's like the action's kind of boring. It's like, we'll ramp up the dialogue. It's like, really? Mm-hmm. More like lightly homophobic, like lightly. Uh, like, <laughs> oh, I wasn't, uh, at least I never played Dungeons and Dragons. You know, it's like, they're just like, it's like the hackest, like, uh, high school bullshit. It jokes is wild. The yeah. scene where he's, uh, The Rock is interviewing Vanessa Kirby and he's like, um, do you like to tango? And you're like, what mm-hmm. is this? What what stretch of a metaphor is this about? To-? There <laughs> seems so many things like that where it's like, uh, here comes an analogy that I, I have to imagine every viewer is like, where are you going? <laughs> where are That's you taking he was me? Like, he quoted some, I don't know, Nietzsche? Yeah. And he was like, I'm flexing this. 
and, and this. this. And then flexed his arm. I was like, ew. It's like we have to set up that Vanessa Kirby would be remotely attracted to this giant hairless comic book <laughs> character. Uh, he's so like, it's so fun. They're like, he, he looks so not human in a way yeah. that makes him a good action movie star, but does it like, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I thought had a little more uh, uh, charm and acting ability oh, than the rock. Yes. But just like Arnold, it's like, it never really made sense when women like swooned over his body. It's like, <laughs> that's not what people like. It's like, that's a weird body. Like the a rock lot of looks people like, like the it. actual, he looks like the actual home. He looks yeah. like, mm-hmm. what I, like the real honest to God Hulk. Like yeah, somebody already hauled into this. Uh, I'm going to kick you so hard in the teeth. You're going to be shitting shoelaces, some bitch. <laughs> like everything is like all those like weird, kitschy, like dad things. I'm it like, is oh, weird. I hope your mother likes hospital food because I'm going <laughs> to knock your little teeth out. You know, it's, like, it's all wrestling promo shit. Mm-hmm. And then him and Statham going back and forth reeks of like Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd riffing in an Apatow movie. But those uh-huh. two guys are very, very funny. And charismatic. <laughs> and it's kind of hack when they do it. And you're like, but I like it because it's them too. Being when funny. Ryan Reynolds and uh, and The Rock are going back and forth in the diner, you're like, oh, Reynolds is bringing something to this that yes. they're mm-hmm. not going to have when they go to the other scenes. Yes. <laughs> yes, you're absolutely correct. Okay, so let's get into this plot summary. So in London... Hattie Shaw and her team of MI6 agents, which I'm like, what? Attempt to revive or retrieve a super virus called Snowflake from a terrorist organization, Eton. Is that what it's called? So Bricks and Lore, all of these names are nuts. I mean, <laughs> Hattie Decker, Shaw, Decker Bricks and Lore, Deckard <laughs> Shaw. I couldn't believe they killed Shaw's brother when he was like, you killed my brother. I was like, why? I didn't know why? the brother was dead. He died off camera, like in between movies. Like that I feels guess. awful. I was like, yeah. why is this Shaw getting the short end of the stick? He came Hit. first. Shaw's brother is the bad guy in six. Shaw himself is the bad guy in seven. Turns to good in eight. Stars in Hobbs and Shaw. And with- then they just kill his brother who started the whole thing. Yeah, and also in se- in eight redeems himself by helping rescue Vin Diesel's son from the sky uh, office. I love. I thought speaking this of in- children, I thought for sure that the Rock daughter was going to be more involved in this movie. Like they were very much setting up the idea so, that they're going to like ransom her or something. I think they never... were just trying to like I don't know, insincerely bring family to it without saying the word family and I was like got to say family. They tried to with all the uh stuff uh when he went home to uh Samoa or uh-huh. Sam- Samoa, I think. I also kid- really liked only the rock saying the name of that place correctly. I thought that was a nice a nice touch. Yeah, <laughs> I I gotta say for well we'll get to the plot summary, but I do like all the stuff that features like the haka and fucking jacked guy jacked yeah. guys with clubs bashing yeah, people. I head. loved that. All of them were so hot, and I was yeah. like, I like this. It was I don't know a lot of cultural stuff that people aren't used to, and I thought yeah. it was really cool that it was in a mainstream movie. And remember, yes. and remember the haka he, is what he does with the soccer team in yes. the previous one. Uh-huh. So seeing him do it with like the real actual badass warriors yeah, was a whole other. Very cool. I think they shot that in Hawaii though. Uh, probably. I feel like so, they, they should. I think it I read when I was watching this on Amazon Prime. They have you know the little like when you tap X ray like in, yeah, yeah X ray is what it's called. <laughs> and I think I read in one of those things or somewhere that the Rock like wanted to hire Samoan 
Like it mm-hmm. gave them an excuse to hire a bunch of Samoan actors to be in the movie, which I thought yeah. was very yeah, cool. Yeah, that I love. Um, also, if you watch 90 Day Fiance, there's a couple where one of them's from Samoa, uh, Kalani and Asuelu. And Asuelu's mom is exactly like the lady who played The Rock's mom. It is kind <laughs> of wild. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's I was awesome. like, so are all Samoan moms like this? This is nuts. Uh, uh, uh- that scene also, we'll get back to the beginning of the plot, but that scene also features one of Gabrus's favorite movie uh, tropes is when it's like, all right, we're able to shut down their guns, which means we're only hand-to-hand combat for the next six <laughs> minutes of the movie. It's like the perfect setup. Uh-huh. It's always like, and don't worry, no one in the building is a good guy. You can kill whoever you uh-huh. want. It gives you like that mo- like childlike <laughs> movie system where you're like, nobody's guns work. And it's like, we can punch uh-huh. each other and use ki- sticks and shit. And it's like, that rolls. I- but yeah. I like how they set it up pretty early. Yeah. Because Vanessa Kirby get- tried to shoot that gun. He's like, you need a code. <laughs> and then when they're like, shut down their guns. I was like, yeah, because you need a code. <laughs> Just like three guys working on the biggest tech in the world in like a in like a bamboo <laughs> hut. Being like, all right, we fixed it all. This should work I on your it. arm. And also Jason Statham finding out they're going to have six minutes. And there's not even a moment where he's like, okay, let me think about how that would work. He's, <laughs> he's like, like oh, got it. Perfect. <laughs> That's six the thing minutes. about these movies everybody knows exactly what they need to do so okay we meet brixton lore who's a etam operative with a cyber implants that give him superhuman capabilities he's a is that not a thing from the other movies no there's never been a cyborg that is insane the the Uh, number of things you're telling me are (laughs) unique to this movie is i I was positive that that idris elba was in the other movies this is the first reveal yes Uh, i gotta say I as you know my my Kinsey scale number is not fully all the way to one side. Uh, Idris Elba is an absolute Oof. fucking stud, and Oof. the idea of him having a cybernetic suit, fucking, <laughs> and just like I would be like, oh brother. I mean, watching him get zipped up and almost seeing some butt cleavage, I was yeah. like, ooh, daddy, uh, mommy likes. Good. He looks good in that super tight body. He suit. looks he is so fucking hot. That's just like an exquisite man. Right? He's He's so pretty. Uh, Uh, the se- the motorcycle he rides, we which we see is here, incredible. It, it's so cool. It's like uh, it's, it's like a toy. It's like his pet. It, I like, love it. It's a triumph down. motorcycle because they had some product placement. Uh, and then he chases. Is this when they had chased the McLaren? No, that's later. Yeah. Um, there's some like real nice product placement in a way that I'm like nobody watching this movie can afford a McLaren. Why <laughs> did we get a close up on the name of this car? No one can go out and buy that. Use promo code. Uh, <laughs> promo code Shaw. <laughs> Get you five percent off a McLaren. <laughs> so like okay, Brixton Lore fucking comes, and he arrives and kills all the agents except for Hattie. Hattie, for whatever reason, injects the only dose of Snowflake right up into her, and then she escapes. And then Brixton frames her for killing her team and stealing the Snowflake. Couldn't she have just taken it? Couldn't there's like a thing? Couldn't she have just like slipped it in her pocket and been like, "We out." <laughs> yeah. Um, that's logic, and that's not what these movies okay. are about. Thank you. Goodbye. I just wasn't sure if I had missed a missed a plot point where it's like the only way that this can travel is inside of my body. 
No, it's easier if you have a character that we're seeing for the first time mm-hmm. in the movie become infected <laughs> by it so that there's quote unquote stakes because you are worried about yeah, you're worried about Shaw, this person. You a character know. you now know for 90 seconds. Who, who's <laughs> being chased by a cyborg man who also no one has ever seen. <laughs> who also no one has ever seen, but he is Idris Elba, so you're okay with whatever I, I was positive that if you saw that in theaters, Idris Elba would walk on screen and everyone would be like, oh, that guy from Fast, from the other movie, but he's not in another movie. No, he's not at all. That is incredible. It's. Oh, uh, I also like low key. It's kind of dumb, but I like where he keeps his pistol on his outfit, like up by his shoulder. It's like here. It's like, yeah, it's kind of like. <laughs> I it's mean, kind of weirdly it is, badass. Yeah, it is easier than like down and up. It's just across and out. <laughs> I think it works. When we do the live episode of Newcomers for Fast Ten in 2023 or whatever, we'll we'll have holstered guns on stage with us. Perfect, and we'll just shoot each other and drive cars right into Largo. So You're shortly- like, oh, you put double reinforced steel. It's not a street fight. There'll be three new people hosting the podcast that no one has ever heard of. Right. <laughs> so, oh wait, shortly after the comp- they wait, we see Cipher in this movie? No, we don't. No. This this uh, synopsis is wrong. It says shortly after the confrontation with Cipher. Oh wait. Oh, I guess we we're picking up where the eighth movie left off. Yes. Okay. So okay. So after Cipher in the eighth movie, Hobbs and Shaw are both informed of the missing virus, and they're recruited to work together in tracking it down. Which is like, what? Why? Why is Jason Statham ever thought of to help America when he's a terrorist himself? I know. Well, in seven, they try to be like, you're the two best people at hunting Dom ever. So now it's like, uh, and Hobbs and Shaw, they're just like buddies again. And it's, and then this is what bothers me about the movie is like, either just make them buddies from the get go or make them enemies the whole time. Like they mm-hmm. kind of got over each other in the last movie. So it feels weird to reset to like, oh, I was editor of the school magazine or whatever, you know, like. All the dumb beefs that they bounce right back to for some reason. It's so wild. So, okay. After meeting at a CIA site, Decker goes to Hattie's apartment for information. He's then attacked by Ethan operatives. And then Hobbs finds Hattie, brings her to the CIA office. Uh, Shaw arrives and tells Hobbs that Hattie's uh, his sister. And then for whatever reason, Hattie beats up some poor uh, extra or a man who had to audition to make faces. (laughs) I I think, uh, the Rock versus Hattie's fight is kind of cool. She kind of like whoops his ass with a motorcycle helmet and oh, yeah. uh, and scissoring. Fun. <laughs> she does it a lot. She's like, my pussy is a weapon. She like wraps her legs around him at that office. And I was yeah. like, well, yeah, he can't see anything. It's uh, like the Black Widow choreography that they do for ScarJo in those movies. They give it a lot of like the leg locks and the flying, like oh. run up the person, wrap your legs around them, drop the like. It's all like acrobatic jujitsu stuff, which is like I think, in my opinion, poor writing. Of like, that's the only way this woman would be able to take down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, Hobbs is we is demonstrated enormous. him like ripping handcuffs off his arms and stuff. Yeah, like, he's he too should big. kill a woman if he hits her at full strength. He at <laughs> one point just like lifts her up right into the sky, and I was like, I mean, this can't be good for her. Yeah, but that's well, one point. Also, he's, I guess I don't want to skip too far ahead. But at one point, isn't he holding a helicopter? Is it? Yeah. He- Yes. He he by himself holding an alligator. Yes. And a chain. He's got yes. a chain. Yeah. When that <laughs> happened in theaters, I just went, hey, no. <laughs> Did you I che- do that? I cheered, but it was a ripoff of Captain America uh, where Chris Evans does do it. And 
again, not to keep bringing my Kinsey scale into this, but when Chris <laughs> Evans did it in whatever Captain America movie that was, I felt it. Ooh. <laughs> I, his, when his bicep got uh, turgid, I, I, I played along at home. <laughs> I just... It's it's a it felt like they were trying to make this a Marvel movie. Well, with the fucking giving Idris the crazy like cyber suit, it really does like it felt like they couldn't heighten with cars because cars is the fast and furious yes. thing. So they made everyone like weirdly super in this, right? Uh-huh. Like like the running down the building and stuff, which I think we're about to come to mm-hmm. in the CIA part. That that's a that's a pretty fun long action sequence because it ends with the McLaren and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But um that's all like wild Marvel shit, leaping out of the building, soaring through the air. It was like all trying to figure out ways to do that without breaking the laws of uh, reality. You know, reality. But they did. But they do. Like, yeah. And they have been since like Fast I five. mean, yeah. I got to say, the laws of reality are broken when Brixton like blows up the fucking office and... Uh, Hobbs does a somersault to grab a gun. I was like, there is no way The Rock can do a somersault. Yeah, and if he did, he would like fucking smush the fl- like. It would be like he would leave like a crevice. Like- <laughs> yeah, there would be like there divot. would be like a it would start a, a tornado. Like yeah, a crater would appear like a whirlwind, like all at the same time. Also, Just flipping that big ass right around. before Bra- Brixton walks in. Hattie finishes fighting with The Rock and she's like, I have to go. I'm sick or whatever. The virus is in me. And she walks towards the window. And I was like, was she going to jump out the window? Where is she going? There's no door there. No idea what her plan is. there. There's so many moments like that in the movie where you're like, what? What are we supposed to believe that she's doing? And it, that, it just reinforces that idea of like, well, we have we have to get this done. We have 10 more minutes to do this. So uh, let's say she's going that way. And there feels like a lot, especially with the Hattie character, there feels like a lot of moments where they're like, all right, and then Hobbs and Shaw are over here and they're doing, doing and it's like, hey, uh, guys, we need something for Hattie to do. We mm-hmm. have, and like, oh, let her be sort of like a guy is holding a gun to her head and she's looking at a wire. And it's like, <laughs> okay, yeah, we can cut back. We can cut back to that like a dozen times to uh, I mean, keep her in the I mean, that was very story. funny because I was like, why wouldn't he just, sh- oh, because she had the, the virus. But then I was like, I don't know, just scoop it out of her or whatever but anyway deckard recognizes brixton as an old colleague turned enemy in a very murky explanation yeah. uh, he <laughs> shot him he thought he killed him and then he like flipped to be part of this terrorist organization i mean in all of this this is where i can't believe idris elba's not in the other movies because when this was <laughs> happening i was like what the fuck are you talking about what yeah. what does any of this mean i'm like i'm sure people have seen the other movies no 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 but you're telling me you also have no, no idea. i have no idea other movies, yeah. like where they were old colleagues I don't know I wish who I could they convey, were working for. I wish I could convey how little Jason Statham has been in the movies up until this point, too. He's only he's only been in seven and eight, and he's yeah. already got like backstory that's like woven yeah. in that we're supposed to give a fuck about. It's so wild. And then there's this pretty fun car chase with uh some triumph motorcycles and then this very cool McLaren that uh fucking Jason Statham has to pull himself out of every time he gets out, like really like work to get out of this little car. Now, wait, um, I want I, something that happened in this movie that I, I, I meant to tell you to buyer, which I think you would like Statham's claim to fame. Like his first like big pop off mm-hmm. was in a BMW branded short film called the driver 
directed oh. by Guy Ritchie. Oh. And Statham plays a dude who's like a good driver, like a security driver. And this was in like the early 2000s. And huh. before he became the transporter and all those other movies that he would later go on to do. And so him being added to the Fast and Furious franchise, and, and, and I'm, I now wow. know how many listeners of this pod have not watched any of the movies, but like this podcast. Wow. So I want to convey, so Statham coming in is like a cool, like we're bringing more drivers into the world. Yeah, like, and Vin if, and Diesel is a genius. He's not a fucking bad dude. He's got to no, figure it out. No, that's like so fucking smart. Yeah, and then uh, the only other thing about this movie that drives me crazy is that they offer up in the beginning that the answers are we extract it from Hattie or we kill Hattie. Those are the only <laughs> two options. And yeah. I'm like, what about cutting her hand off? Yeah, because when what they go inside her, her body, <laughs> it's just bouncing around near where it was injected. It's not in her bloodstream completely <laughs> saturated and that thing's going to pull it out. No, cut her fucking hand off. I, that sucks, Hattie, that you have one hand. But it's either that or chase around the world a bunch of android soldiers and hope to use this surgery. Or maybe my Maori cousin can fix it. Uh, my Samoan cousin can fix it. And we do this. It's like, it's like Hattie, cut your fucking hand off, sweetheart. It sucks. I we get you did a cute claw. Love when she was like, "I am the virus." <laughs> that made me laugh really hard. <laughs> and again, we do not know this woman from a fucking yeah. hole in the wall. Never so she's met like, her. I am Never the virus. Her. It's like I'm ready to die for her. It's like, <laughs> Why? It's like, who cares? We don't know her. So after this, like, interesting the fight. World. I say interesting because it wasn't satisfying, but Idris Elba goes through a bus. I kind of like that. If I was like on a double decker bus and Idris Elba went right through it and then just like looked all mad, I'd be like, wow, I love it here in England. I'm going to move here. <laughs> I'd be so happy. It's uh, string up bell, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so then Brixton frames all three as traitors, which is a thing that can happen in the in the universe where this all is, of a sudden they're plastered everywhere and they're like, these are bad people. Th this is overused that. in action movies so much as like a guy who's seen them all mission impossible movies, fast and the furious movies. Cause they have to be like, well, how do we explain that these guys who are legendary heroes have no help whatsoever from anyone? It's like <laughs> make them, uh, make them enemies of the state. And it's like, woo. And what are we going to do? I ah, will show like a random CNN screen grab and just say enemies <laughs> of the state on them. No explanation how we get this information out there, why people <laughs> believe it or anything like that. Well, we learned it's that, that the voice can like penetrate well, I guess we don't see that till later that he can like go through radio waves and compute like computers and televisions also, and the this same graphics room? show up it's not just the sound like all of a sudden the gr the, the graphic design the little equalizer is the same forever <laughs> yeah the white room where Brixton is like send them send the news to CNN is so weird and I'm like who are these people typing away is this a lab and what is going on I thought he was saying that they were gonna hack the, that they're gonna hack the things oh, I, I guess, guess they control all the news media yeah so I, I was guess like how something is this a like hack that. like they just they hacked the brains of the anchors I didn't understand there's a really weird moment where they're like well we did the normal 40% of all uh, news outlets he's like we need more and it's like <laughs> how much access do you guys have? We're, there's like 
Uh, news is so bi- is so partisan now that you can't uh-huh. get sixty percent of the news with the same story because ten percent of them will be like, "It's a fucking hoax." You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that is funny. Fox News would run that story as like, "It's a hoax. They're not dangerous at all. They're nice people. These they're good people. It's Antifa that's mm-hmm. actually <laughs> stole the snowflake virus." <laughs> Um, it's the deep state. Joe Biden and Dr. <laughs> Jill have the virus. It's like, yeah, I don't know. They're about keeping that. it under a fucking pizza restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> that was honestly the wildest thing. I oh. think so. We sh- we should say for the sake of listeners, wildest thing so far. We are recording so this far. three days before this episode drops. God knows what people can do in Truly. the meantime. <laughs> Truly, people be wild. People be wild. So Decker. <laughs> what a way to. I wish you had an MSNBC show by it, where it was just you sh- sh- showing clips and going, people, people be, wild. be wild. I would watch it every week. I would become a news junkie if you had a show like that. I mean, that's what I did when I was watching The Insurrection live in my living room. Yeah. <laughs> Can you like, believe that fucking happened? I got to say, when it was going down, in hindsight, it was really scary. But when it was going down, I was like, I don't care this strongly about anything. Me either. I couldn't even imagine. Like, they're like, your wife's in the Capitol building. I'd be like, all right, well, I'll wait till she comes out. I'll find her later. Like, I couldn't even imagine what would make me. Like, I'm. There's not anything I like in the world enough to do what they, these people did on behalf I of mean, whatever belief system they're in. Can you it's, imagine scaling the wall of a government building? I like, can't oh, imagine I gotta scaling get, the wall I gotta of get any the building. Post or whatever. <laughs> I last night wanted a LaCroix and wouldn't go down my stairs. <laughs> I'm going to scale a wall of a government building. Get real. No, I went to bed dehydrated, okay? I feel no. like shit this morning. <laughs> yeah, I don't okay. feel good at all. <laughs> okay, so Deckard Hobbs and Hattie tracked down the most adorable anyway, man. The, <laughs> the most adorable man I've ever seen, Professor Andreiko, who created Snowflake. He claims it was created to deliver vaccines. Oh, my God. Maybe this is why nobody wants to get vaccinated. Because they all saw fucking Hobbs and Shaw, and they're like, we're going to get Snowflake. Oh, my God. And they call liberal snowflakes. This is this is why we have COVID. Hobbs and yeah. fucking Shaw. <laughs> and the fact that they call it Snowflake in this, it's like, no, no, no. Well, yeah, what were you doing? <laughs> my God. Okay. So uh, to deliver vaccines to prevent Eton from using the super virus against humanity. And then he explains Hattie must have the virus removed with a specialized extraction device in Eton's Chernobyl facility. <laughs> it's <They> only <laughs> in Eton's Chernobyl facility. Just imagine that. Listen to what that sentence says. So... So you're saying we need to sneak into the, you know, it's like, oh, and then I love everyone's like, all right, well, that's the plan. <laughs> I got I connections. Mean, it's so funny. And then, well, before they find the professor, they go to like Shaw's lair where he's got like a bunch of cars and, and vacuum sealed outfits. <laughs> Different sizes for different people. Oh my people. god! All right, yeah. Wait, I can't believe we almost forgot this. He like yes. sets the rock up to get yes. uh, like uh, his 
uh, cavities searched at TSA yes. or whatever. And, and it's like, also, you guys are undercover because you're labeled as terrorists. <laughs> Why? How are you playing <laughs> games? You, you named him Mike Cockus right. Small. <laughs> Mike. Ock My name's small. Michael. Uh, Michael. Mike. <laughs> Mike Oxmall. Oh Mike yes, Oxmall. Mike Oxmall. That's what Mike it is. Oxmall. Yeah. Which, Boy, that so. made me laugh pretty hard. Also, the outfit they put him in. I was like, so clothes do not fit him in any capacity. No, he, there's a reason he wears. It's not just because of his insane sponsorship deal with Under Armour. Mm-hmm. He literally can only wear like uh, <laughs> sweat wicking shirts and shit, <laughs> and vests with straps. He can only and wear like the the actual Batman suit, and that's, yeah, right. that's the only clothes that fit him. I mean, it is fully wild. So he gets detained, but then makes it on the plane because he's like, people like me, and I was like, I've been detained. People liked me and it took three hours. Yeah. I went to Canada and they were like, uh, why are you here? And I was like, to do improv. And they're like, do you have a visa? And I was like, nobody gets paid to do improv. And they're like, detained. <laughs> <laughs> Which honestly is right. That's what should In Canada, should they do get paid. People doing international travel for improv. You gotta well, be like, no. Just be thankful. Be thankful. That's the first time anyone's ever asked a follow-up question about improv. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so frequently they're like, you're like, go ahead. Say improv, people are like, put a gun silently in their mouth. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry. I'm not saying you have to do improv or watch it. Don't no, worry. No, no, I'll go. I'll, I'll leave. I don't want to be here knowing that you're doing improv. Wait, so is this where they get on the plane and they have yes. the, you want to fuck my sister talk? My God, when that man said she can climb this brown mountain, I was like, I mean, when you say brown mountain, that's like shit. I, also, I just, <laughs> Also, this is so insane. It's like such an obnoxious, wild behavior. Yes. And I'm an obnoxious, wild person who's a, <laughs> very attracted to Vanessa Kirby. And I went, like, she's asleep. Don't talk she's, about yes, her like this. She's sleeping. She, she could probably hear you. Neither also, of you should be talking about this bullshit. I loved freaks. all of the extras in the background fading in and out of sleep, kind of leaning towards the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, am I, you see my face? Am I in it? Am Am I in it? Can you imagine also being the person sitting next to the rock in coach? Like the, <laughs> how mad you would be that lady who he's like, I well, like your babushka. That's why she wasn't I, mad. She was like, oh, this giant nasty man. Complimented I want to climb me. that brown mountain, baby. <laughs> oh, my flag yeah, yeah, at having the sex summit. with her, he would Ugh. annihilate her. She'd be well, authorized to die. Well, that's all. I, you can't even picture it. Imagine... <laughs> Him holding her and kissing her, and you would think it it lo- looked like the end of King Kong. It would be like, <laughs> put her down. Like, he's going to climb a building with her or something. He's so massive and so muscular. It's like, let go of her. Also, she she's not, like, childlike, but she's visibly much younger than she, both yes, of these guys. she's very also. young. <laughs> I also, okay, this is going to sound very mean, and I hope Vanessa doesn't ever hear this, but I played a game when I was watching. I was like, is she pretty or is she blonde? I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. And then her makeup artist hated her because her winged eyeliner kept changing. And by the end of the movie, it was so big and so overdrawn that I was like, they hate her. They won't give her <laughs> chapstick and they won't fix her eye makeup. Someone, yeah, someone, they were like, it was probably The Rock being like, I'm the prettiest some bitch in the can. And I'm the, you know, like, you better make her look a little worse because I'm the best looking some bitch this the side of the brown mountain. Some bitch. I there, mean, in the scene where, in the scene where, am I allowed to talk about a scene that happens later in the movie when they, yeah, when go they, ahead. 
I was gonna say when they when they when they smooch later, there's something weird. Like she has like beads of sweat running down her face or something. Uh-huh. I want to be like, can somebody? Can we? Yeah, can someone, someone touch her up? No, her makeup artist retired midway through the movie, and they left her on her own, and she had to do it herself. Um, real quick, fucking Kevin Hart tucking and rolling out of that seat made me laugh really hard. Um, and then he's the air marshal. Uh, and I was like, what is going on? And he's doing the whole improv thing back and forth. And like, don't talk like that. Talk like what? Don't talk like that. Don't talk. And I was like, oh, well, this movie, you're making it longer. This is a two hour, 19 minute movie. We do not need these rifts. And it is Kevin Hart is an injection of life into this movie. But he then is. once, he once he's riffing with Statham and the rock, you're like, okay, just, I just, have one scene where Kevin Hart and Ryan Reynolds talk to each other so that we can I, have some juice like and then get the fuck out of this. I would movie. have liked that very much. You can just yeah. see the the script that page just says like Kevin Hart and then underneath it parentheses anything he wants to say. Yeah. Which is what happened. Just, Whatever he wants to say, we'll it we'll make it true in Hobbs and Shaw too. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed his second scene because they only had him for a day. Uh when he was yeah. in, the bathroom, in the bathroom. That made me laugh very hard. Oh, toilets always work on yeah. Uncle Gabriel's. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, they set out to infiltrate this facility. And for whatever reason, there's two doors in a hallway, a hallway of men and a hallway with one man working on this like weird Tesla truck. And they pick their hallways to go through. This was like so weird to me. They have like heat guns that sends people and then Shaw's like this is your door and the rock's like I don't know I picked my wait, door some bitch did we talk wait did we talk about how sorry to uh, no, interrupt no, but did we talk about how Jason Statham to get Hattie kidnapped by them and also get the gear they go to that absolute smoke show brunette's house oh and yeah she just, I fucking forgot about that she walks up to him just makes out with him and then it's, it's like so wild and it's like what are they doing robbing this mansion and she's like and then when Idris Elba's it, it, was, it was truly it was just a parade of hot people Idris Elba comes in is talking about hot lady and is like is she alone and she's like uh huh he's like if she's not I'll rip out your heart and she's like if I had a heart for you to rip out I think you could do it but like you don't because I don't have a heart because <laughs> I'm like a tough chick I'm tough 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 and I got a gaggle of tough bitches behind me tee hee hee we're gonna prance around this mansion some more I was like who are these people Michael we've never seen these people either that is it's crazy to me that that's not a, a character that's being called back this no. is how the this is how the other movies are like they're copying the formula of the other movie of like, I actually have a connection in this town. And mm-hmm. that connection is a big cameo uh, cast stunt or a someone from the previous movies that you're like, oh, shit, mm-hmm. or from the cold open or something. That's something the movies do. But this is a standalone trying to match <laughs> those moments. And it's really funny because it's like, it's like, and of course, your favorite character, the chick with the gun. <laughs> you know, like, like Mrs. Was- M or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So nuts. It made zero sense. Uh, Real quick, we have to take a break. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. 
Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. So now they're in this fucking choose your own adventure of men to kill. And the Rockets, one big man who's bigger than him, but knocks him out real quick. Jason Statham, he got a he got to knock out eight of them and then use one of their faces to open a door. But boy, oh boy, he, he just can't get it right. He didn't have the right one with access. He slams one, he slams two, he slams three, he slams four, he slams five, he slams six, he slams seven, he slams eight, he slams nine, he slams... I was like, what? We have to keep going. Classic rule of eights in comedy. Uh, I gotta say... I will I say, say I enjoyed that part, even though it made... I was like, this is insane to me that it's happening plot-wise. Like, <laughs> this movie's 97 hours long. <laughs> that was fun to me. I like him smashing I, all the different faces into the retinal scan or whatever. I thought it was fun too, but it's a real note on the length of the movie. There that was, I was too like, keep many moving. Yeah, keep three would have been great. Rule of threes. I would have loved that. But like truly, he slams like eight people, and then they open the doors, and then fucking uh, Idris Elba and all his crew are there, and he's like, "Never thought you'd make it through," and I'm like, "You did because you set up your guys with guns, so like you yeah. knew they were coming." <laughs> You had eight guys in one room and one guy in a truck in the other room, which I don't so understand. Weird. Why. Uh, <laughs> and also, like, why do you need that much security if you're just all waiting on the other side with guns anyway? It's like, I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't make any now, sense. We just, need, we just need to get our uh, characters chained up for some BDSM oh electricity boy. shit. Oh, boy. Yeah. How hot. How hot that was. It but was while they're hot. chained up getting electrocuted via chains, I have no idea how this machine works. But Vanessa Kirby is with that little cartoon man who's the scientist and he's like trying to extrapolate the virus. But then she's like, no, we're going to do something different. He's like, "Okay, I'll help. And then helps her. And then then he he comes with fire and he blows out fucking Idris Elba. And then I was like, so fire is the only thing that hurts him. Oh, I forgot the Mick Jagger part. I was about to say, and then this is the, and it's, and I only want to bring it up because it's so inconsequential to the movie (laughs) that they were like, oh, the Keith moon. And it's like, all right, so that's the thing. We have plans. Uh And it's like the rock says Mick Jagger. And he's like, and then I was like, like, Idris Elba would go, what are you guys talking about? But also what's the Mick Jagger plan? It's like, oh, Mick Jagger. Okay. So the scientist we've never met is going to blow a blowtorch. And then from there we'll be able to escape. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. The plan, she gets caught immediately. She puts the gun to his head. She sure does. <laughs> oh, He's like, you can't shoot me. It's just the movie feels like they had every idea, and no one was like, "Let's do, let's actually not do these. These, <laughs> these three we don't need." They're like, "No, we'll just do, we'll do all." It's like a, it's like a Make a Wish film where the kids like, "And I want to do this and this and this." And like, great, that's great. It's all in. Do you think Adam Levine got the moves like Jagger's song idea from seeing Hobbs and Absolutely. Shaw? Absolutely, hundred percent. Absolutely. Um, so then they escape. There's another chase where they fight. Uh, what is his name? Uh, uh, Brixton. Brixton. So Hobbs and Shaw fight War. Brixton on this like flatbed truck as they blow up the whole like uh, fucking science center. So like everyone dies in there, right? 
Yeah. They do a good job of being. Everyone dies. <laughs> Everyone's a bad guy in here, so uh-huh. don't worry if you don't so care if Chernobyl cares? collapses. Yeah, they're like such dicks in these movies where it's like, no, everyone in here is a piece of shit. So when our heroes leave, it's okay to watch it burn. <laughs> I've, been like every, the fi- I've been in the personnel file of every character in here, and I know they are all bad. They're all kind of annoying to waiters, so you're okay with them dying. <laughs> so then Hobbs is like, I know where we can go. I haven't been there in 20 years and nobody wants me. Samoa! So Sam Samoa? Do I say it? I say it wrong. I say I Samoa. Know. I think we I think a lot of white people say or people non-Samoans say Samoa and I think he's really over enunciating so I think he's trying to let us know. Wait, how does he how, say it? Samoa. Samoa. Yeah. And not Samoa. Samoa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To visit Jonah his brother, a mechanic, and he's like he punches him. Jonah punches him right in the face when he sees him. So, yeah, and weirdly, Statham has that bet where he's like, he's going to punch him right in the face. Yeah, and I was <laughs> like, like, why, why did we need that? Why did we? We did not need to hear that. Who fucking cares? So then Jonah's like, all right, I'll help you fix this piece of machinery. I have never seen one time in my life that is, you know, eminent for the I mostly world do, ending. <laughs> I mostly do uh, uh, classic cars, but I think I can take a look at this virus extraction machine. <laughs> it's great. So then he was looking for guns, and then Mommy's like, there's no guns here in Samoa. We only have this. We'll fight with heart. And I was like, what? That, no. Yeah, so she has like all the ancient tribal weapons mm-hmm. of like these warring clans, like these old weapons, and you're like, oh, that's kind of fun. And then it's like, we're gonna figure out. So then cut to Hattie, who's an MI6 <laughs> agent. Now she's hacking into the gun. A dude who's a car mechanic. But by the way, in the world of fa- <laughs> as Michael, you haven't seen all the other movies. Being a car mechanic in, in the first movie <laughs> does mean you are the you, world's yeah. second greatest hacker by yeah, this Yeah, you can do movie. anything. It imbues you with like every ability. You're like a yes. shaman. If you, you can, can retroactively, yes. you can retcon it to be like, he's good with circuits, which means we're going to need him here in Brazil to steal a safe. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you mean the guy who owned a car wash mechanic shop in Fast 2? It's like, that's the one. This is Send Ludacris' storyline. Ludacris yeah. owned like a car wash in the third movie, second movie. Yeah. And then by and the then by fourth the movie or fifth movie, he like knew how to hack into like government he's systems. He's like a nuclear physicist. Yeah, he's so the one reason, who hacks the safe. Yeah. The reason he gave was, I had a life before this. And it was like, what? That's not... not it's like, actually, we saw it in the other movies. Yeah, we dude, already you're not allowed did, to say do that. any of that. <laughs> I know the timeline's really fuzzy on these movies where how many years take place in between them, but God only knows. So they set up traps around the island. Uh, for whatever reason, the rock knows there's a storm coming. Uh, and they're going to like, they're going to trap them and fight them hand to hand. So then Jonah successfully repairs the device after he's like, don't rush me. And then he like turns it on. He's like, Ooh, okay, we did it. That's a and crazy this, uh, scene too. That's uh, a crazy scene. It's only, it's really crazy. And it's punctuated by how crazy it is when Hattie's like, all right, good. And just hooks it up to her arm. It's like, oh, it's like, wait a minute. Did you, do we even know what this thing does and how it works? And we're just like, okay, it's no, good. All right. Start. We don't know. Just he's start like, moving. I did it. He's like, all right, suck the blood out of my arm right now. It was crazy. Yeah. So army army's defeated in a battle where they like spray a bunch of fire. He captures Hattie via helicopter because she's all woozy walking around with like a 
I don't this like weapon and I was like I mean make her sit down like have her sit this one out why is she stumbling around that why is the plan not to have her hidden with that thing somewhere deep like and it's like we'll get you all you need is 30 minutes alone it's like no stand outside in the middle of the melee you know it's like uh, the the fighting here is fun we get to see Roman Reigns uh, who is the other cousin who's like the big handsome Mm -hmm. long haired guy he's a WWE wrestler too who's Mm. of Samoan descent so hot. I think everyone in this scene is yeah. hot, uh, dude. And the big Oof. heavy set guys in the slippers running around in their slippers, like Oof. watching them body slam people Oof. and shit. I'm here for all of it. Truly. Well, I do like the I like the car thing that they do. They they hook up to the chopper and eventually start linking their like all these old mm-hmm. jalopies together. And then it's not a Fast and the Furious saga movie if we don't have a little bit of Nas. But I believe <laughs> I, I, I believe they call it Nos! Island. What do they call it though? Oh, they're I like don't give know. us some of the Island spirit or something. <laughs> they have like a name for it that's not Nas. I and they don't all remember. Hit the Nos. I don't know what you're saying. Yeah, what? so Nas. It's like nitrous oxide that you hook up to your engine, and when you turn it on, it gives you like a like a chemical reaction that boosts your engine, like a turbo in the boost. intake. Yeah, and then it makes you like gotcha. go faster. Um, and in every Fast and the Furious movie, they have Nas, and at one point they're like Cuban Nas, <laughs> and that makes me laugh. Um, so then they have a fight. They like crash into this water, and it's so funny to me that Hobbs can fall down from big places and is like fine but well, yeah in- he like he leaps like earlier on he like leaps 70 stories onto a guy's back who's like on a cable it's like yeah he's but 300 in, pounds in seven he, he annoy- falls from a like a like a window and lands on that car and then was incapacitated and in the hospital and six, he jumps out of a plane into a Jeep and is fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's got different levels for every movie. Um, but yeah, they fall into this water and then they have this scene where I don't understand why they did it. So it's a fight sequence where some of it is in slow-mo, some of it is not. And then they, I guess it's in their contracts that they're like, we're all down at once. We're all up at once because it was a lot of up and down, up and down, all of them at the same time. So the weird conceit of this fight is due to Idris Elba's like high tech imagery units or whatever, he's able to calculate uh, blocks and punches very well. Mm-hmm. But not at the same time is what they right. learned. It's like, so- in his, like the setting is in mono. Or whatever. Right, so like, exactly. Like the, second a, the second thing happens, he's like, Durr. Yeah, he's pretty <laughs> crazy. Based, based on the other fights, he's he's handled like many things simultaneously. Yes, so. he seems to process everything quite well. But I think, like, so they said, and it's kind I gotta say, it's not fu- it's not it's not executed well, no. but the setup for this is a fun way to do a two v one fight. Like it was a fun yes. way to, and I did enjoy the slow mo of like the faces being like smushed. Yeah. Or, like, that was kind. It was kind of cool, but ultimately it felt we've only seen like these are just all three superheroes, so mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like there's really any. Yeah, stakes. it didn't really feel like there was any stakes. I felt like it was like a real like. Oh, okay. This is a work around them fighting Black Superman. And I love that he called himself Black Superman at one point. And I hate it when The Rock was like, this is your kryptonite. And I was like, oh, fuck off. Just go home. Go home and take care of your daughter. But then I was like, oh, my God. Was it an Idris Elba's contract that, like, they can't kill him? Because then... Eton or whatever fucking shuts him down. Yeah, it shuts him down from inside. And he just... 
Well, again, he dies the way you need to die in the yeah, Fast and where Furious movies. Yeah, you can movies. absolutely come back. That's oh, do you think, still alive. Do you think he'll come back in the next Hobbs and Shaw and be a good guy? Of a course. A good guy. Of course. Oh. They redid your computers and now he's a good guy. All right, bruv. <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw and Lore. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah, it, he, he has a perfect dumb name to throw in there. Hobbs, I would love it Lord. if they did sequels to this where they had to add a new name to every yeah. title. So, so it's like eventually it. yeah. the I love baker, it. the candlestick maker. The, it's like Hobbs, <laughs> Hobbs, Shaw, Lore, Leibowitz. It just it's like, like Leibowitz. <laughs> it's like those t-shirts that were popular for a while where you just named all the characters from something. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Bilbo <laughs> and Frodo and da 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 And then in the credit scenes, Usually you get one, but they give you more than that. So Hobbs brings his daughter to meet his family in Samoa. Deckard and Hattie plan to bust their mother out of prison. Hobbs receives a call from his partner, Locke, which you're you're like, that's his partner? Informing him that there's another virus worse than the snowflake. It's such an arbitrary hiding like in Hobbs and Shaw too. We found a worse virus. This one's called yeah. Two Snowflakes. <laughs> <laughs> we got two snowflakes here. Um, so some quick trivia. Please. Oh, this film was shot over the period oh, of five God. months. That's not that long. No. <laughs> uh, the Rock City tried to get Jason Mom- Momoa to play the role of Hobbs' brother, but scheduling issues prevented it from happening. Um, so they got that guy. Is that Cliff Curtis, that actor? The actor, I feel like, has played a hundred different races. Like, I gotta every, say, every Cl- movie, he's a different race. Cliff Curtis is like legendarily ethnically ambiguous in Hollywood. He, the other major role you would know him from is the like super hardcore Mexican gangster in uh, Training Day. <laughs> yes. Oh, how wild! Yeah, yeah. He's he's like one of those dudes who's played a bunch of different ethnicities over the. Over Where do the you years. think he's from? That's a great question. New Zealand. Yeah, I think he is Maori. I think he's playing like uh, Pacific Islander in this movie. Like, is the first time he's playing his actual culture. Uh huh. Yeah, he's how do you say that? Maori. 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 Yes, that's what he is. Yeah. Um. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah, it's cool. He was a Mexican gangster. I mean, (laughs) cool. Cool. Yeah, I'm he here somehow for escaped, it. The, escaped the scrutiny of being able yeah. to play just every race. <laughs> but he's grandfathered into being every race. Um, so the exterior of the Eton headquarters is actually the McLaren, McLaren Technology Center, where the McLaren Formula One team is based. The building was uh, added to a CGI landscape. Wow. Some of the McLaren employees also appeared in this movie as extras. So McLaren had their, their hands in this movie. Yeah, I, and I got to say that, that car chase with the mo- with the transformer. Oh, did you guys hear like legit transformer noises sometimes while uh, Idris Elba was on camera? Like, no, hear, like, I would. I swear they did some sound effect and like light foley. That's like <laughs> like when the bike is when the bike I is shifting. Bike. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I-, I was like, they're just straight up like, and that really nailed it on this rewatch for me. That. This has Transformers energy in that it's yes. like Fast and the Furious is big blockbusters, but mm-hmm. you still feel connected to it emotionally. And this one felt like Transformers, which are fun, big blockbuster movies, but you, it's hard to feel emotionally connected in any I way. I fully agree. And I think it's because that, and and it's like, now that I think about it, it's like the rock is like a CGI Optimus Prime, really. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's like, I, it's hard to connect to a human uh-huh. being that looks and acts like that. 
<laughs> yeah, I fully agree with you. Um, oh, okay, so this movie was nominated for favorite action movie at the People's Choice Awards, and he was not, or The Rock was nominated for a favorite male movie star at the People's Choice Awards. I mean, okay, killer. Seven or sixty-seven percent fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, a critic from Mashable wrote, maybe the family isn't all there, but it turns out the extended relatives throw a pretty good party too. My God, the budget was $200 million, which is a lot. And then by the end of its run, it grows 760 million. Mission accomplished. Which is like, I mean, I feel like Fast and the Furious does better, right? It does. It must. Yeah. Fast nine broke a bill. Easy. So wild. Yeah. So we're at the end. Michael Cruz Kane, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, I got a podcast coming out on HeadGum that we've already mentioned. It's called A Good Cry. It comes out on uh, September 30th, mm-hmm. and it's about grief, and I really hope you listen because I had a great time making it. I was going to say, I don't know what the premise of the podcast is, but Mike, I can attest to Michael being able to walk the fine line of sad and humor at the same time <laughs> of like really finding humor in some real grief stricken moments. So that is something I do know about you. So I'm pumped to listen to the podcast. Thank uh, you, that's sir. exciting. Yeah. I, before we, before we go by our, yeah. I just want to tease because this yes. is the ninth episode of yes, the series. We have then, one more. We have one more, and you've never seen Fast 9. I have never seen Fast 9. I stayed away from spoilers. I stayed away from anything. The only thing I know is John Cena is in it, um, and that is truly the only information that I have. I am pretty jazzed to watch it. It was the first movie I saw that broke my um, spell of not going to the movies during the pandemic. I loved it so much. Have not seen it since the uh, night I saw it, Mm -hmm. uh, opening night. So this will be my first rewatch, which I was holding off on. And I am so looking forward to hearing your thoughts on what I think is a return to form after doing (gasps) Fast 8 and Hudson Shaw. Yeah. I'm ex- uh, I'm really wow. excited because Fast Eight wow. was so disappointing. Wait, I kind of want to send Michael King, uh, Michael. I want to send you on a mission to watch Fast Nine without any other context, <laughs> like just throw it on demand at some point and just watch it and report back. And we'd love to have like a special be like and and this dude Michael who has not seen anything. This is what he because there's even more cross connection and it's oh. like watching like the last issue of a comic that you never read. Like everything gets starts getting. And connected, and I think it'd be really fun for you to watch Sans any context. <laughs> just treating it like a standalone movie. Yeah, I, I, will, I will watch it just to have it make absolutely no just sense. Just because the way you're talking about uh, Hobbs and Shaw, if you watch Fast Nine, you're going to be like, and so that guy, and, and the answer for me would be yes, that guy is in Fast Three for six minutes, and now he's in this movie. <laughs> oh boy, I cannot wait. I am really excited about this. Same here. I, I'm so looking forward to watching it. Oh my God. Because, yeah. like, the last Last two were a slog. Is that a good word? But yes. like, I had so much fun leading up to the last two. Even Tokyo Drift was fun to watch. I agree. And we're back. We're back to fun. Trust me on okay. Fast Nine. Whether it's good or not remains to be seen. Sure. But it's de- it's objectively fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. If you want your review uh, read for rate and review. Oh, you can forget about that every time. You can- <laughs> 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 review, read it. So Berwin Girl said, 
Uh, no need to be a fan of the Fast and Furious series. Add me to the list of fans of this podcast who's never watched a single frame of the <laughs> Fast and the Furious series. I mean, what well, fuck? We have guests who've never watched a single I mean, frame. It's, it's, <laughs> Might as well have listeners, too. <laughs> I love it. The hosts rock. The guests are perfect. Uh, C. Murray 725 said, Yes! I am truly here, <laughs> living hearing y'all talk about Van Denzel <laughs> from Speedy and Furious. It's a real treat. That's Van very funny. Van Denzel. So if you write a review, we'll pick some, we'll read them maybe, and we're back with our season finale. F9 came out this year, 2021. Baby, I'm so fucking excited. I cannot wait. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. a HeadGum original.